Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am your host, Dr. Virgil Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And tonight's conversation is based on a life lesson that I had to learn, but I honestly felt like I learned it late. And it's something that I feel like everyone should learn early on in their career, in their life, in their ministry, whatever has been put upon their life, their purpose, and their call, and that is to be authentic. Whether it's in your office, in your home, with your children, in your relationships, in your ministry, in your community, there is freedom found in the purpose of being authentic. And my guest today, I can say that is she. (laughs) She is authentic. I saw and heard this powerful woman a few years ago at the WOW Women of Wellness Conference in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Her powerful voice, and let me tell you, she can sang, not sang, she can sang. (laughs) And her passionate message had me on edge from the moment she began speaking. And her spirit provided me with a light and an influence to be more purposeful and intentional in my living. Dr. Trinace Richardson is an international keynote speaker expert in group facilitation, an award-winning educator and author, and nonprofit founder. Dr. Richardson is also a powerhouse singer, as I shared before, who is who has recently been featured on the Netflix series Voices of Fire, which was produced by Farrell Williams. Now, With over 20 years of leadership experience in the public and private sectors, Dr. Richardson is highly respected. She is a researcher of leaders and a practitioner of the work. She has spoken to audiences across the country and internationally because I saw her (laughs) internationally presenting and helping businesses and churches and civic organizations and individuals excel in the areas of personal as well as leadership development. Dr. Richardson's passion is to help others grow their organization and connect with a driven purpose that has allowed her to develop a leadership framework called Leading with Soul. And I'm excited every single time I have the opportunity to talk with this woman and I welcome and share my friend with you, Dr. Trinace Richardson. Welcome my sister. 
Oh, it is such a pleasure to be here. Such a gracious introduction. Thank you so much, Dr. Jackson. <laughs> so I have shared a little bit about you. And, and can I be honest with you? If you're listening, I actually have only begun to scratch the surface to who she is and all that she does. So can you share a little bit more? Describe what it is that you do. Wow. Well, first, thank you so much for this opportunity. It really is a pleasure to be with you and your audience. Just so honored to be here. Uh, as you've mentioned, a whole lot of things that I do. I'd love to start with who I am. I am light and I am a bridge and everything that I do um, in life um, really just comes back to one of those points. Um, not only do I preach and I sing and speak, but I write and I teach. I'm a facilitator of conferences and workshops and those things. I also teach yoga, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point in the conversation. Um, but all of those things bring me back to the point that I have learned to accept and embrace the fact that I am light and I am here to shine brilliantly, not for my own sake, but but to example to others that they have light and they should shine brilliantly as well, that they are light. And then a bridge. I really believe that God has allowed me to be active in ministry and in the marketplace so that I can show that it can be done um, in, you know, we'll get to this word in an authentic way, um, as well as to allow folks, others to, to, to take that bridge, to really just marry their gift and their talents and what God has called them to do and be and to, um, dare I say, monetize it. And, <laughs> and tell and, the truth. <laughs> tell the truth, right? <laughs> and, and to be able to get to a point where you are doing what you were created to do for a living. Like how much, you know, would that bring so many of us some joy and peace if we did not have to live this duplicitous life? So, uh, so that's a, a bit more. I am a wife, proud wife of 21 years. Um, I have, I'm the product of a blended family as well as a part of a blended family now. My bonus baby is 25 and my son is 12 years old and, uh, and we live in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Wow. You know what? As you were talking about uh, more of what you do and who you are, yeah. you immediately connected with my story. Many who have been following our conversations know that I came out of a place of very, uh, a dark place, yeah. a place of depression. And yeah. God gave me two words yeah. on, on the highway. And he shared that you are to be love and light. Wow. And I immediately see our connection. But as I think about how often sometimes people don't have those, those tangible moments where it just resonates with their soul that this is what I'm to do and how I should be in this space. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, 
when did you actually realize that you were called to be and do something special? Yeah. So I think it I think it happens for many, many of us in the way that I'm about to describe uh, that it happened for me. I think either memory or experience may take it away from us um, as we live life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but I'll say that for me as a child um, growing up in church, um, always I, I literally have the the uh, story of always being made to feel special. Like I, you know, I, I was able to sing in the kindergarten choir and in the youth choir and the children's choir and everybody clapping for the baby to sing and all of that. So I, I really had a wonderful experience in being poured into in a wonderful and special way. Um, and I would say that for me and what I meant by others, because everybody doesn't have, you know, that wonderful story. But I think in my quiet moments, I would envision in my mind's eye or in my literal dreams at night, I would see myself um, in wonderful places and spaces. Um, And so I would see myself singing and speaking to waves and thousands of people out there. I just saw myself on stages in different ways. And my mother cultivated some of that for me by putting me in theater and allowing me to sing, uh, not just in church, but in the community. And so I think for many of us, we have these dreams and these inklings, you know, people start asking you when you're young, what do you want to be when you grow up? And before we get marred down with other people's, you know, limitations on us or um, our own fears, uh, we do have bigger dreams for ourselves. So I would say it started at childhood. Wow. And you know what? You just made a connection to last week's conversation with Mm -hmm. Diane Wagenhaus where we unpack the power of processing our narratives. Mm. And it's often tied to how we were poured into or the story that we have adopted Mm. as our own. And you referenced it a couple of times as you were explaining your story that everyone doesn't necessarily have that narrative that they're operating from. But if there's the possibility of tapping into what in the quiet moments Mm, mm. have been whispered to you that you will allow to grow and not uh, put a quencher to it. Mm -hmm. I think about, has there ever been a, a moment in time? So your narrative started that special inkling of who you are and and were meant to be started early Mm -hmm. but has there ever been a time when you struggled with doubt when such a a special um presence anointing spirit was placed in and on you at such an early age have you ever doubted your ability to fulfill your god-given purpose and calling how much time do we have? Um, so, so, tell so, the truth. Tell, tell the, the truth. truth. Absolutely. So the answer to that is an emphatic yes. Um, an emphatic yes, I have doubted myself and my abilities and um, what I have to offer the world. And 
you know, I, I go back to that point we were talking about in our childhood when we do have these small seeds, however small they might be, of dreaming big for ourselves. And at some point in our childhood, we were fearless, I believe, you know, that we were willing to try and do anything. Get off of that couch, you're going to kill yourself, all of that, right? <laughs> so we, we lose that the older we get, the more we are warned, the more we're told to be careful, the more we develop, you know, a fear. And so that happened for me as I evolved um, middle school, high school, you know, nerves, are, there's nothing wrong with, with, with fear and nerves because they can be an indication that you have an opportunity to be vulnerable or take a risk or there's caution here warning warning right so it's in fear or or even nerves are an indicator of something it's when we allow the fear or the nerves to hinder us from doing things that within our heart and mind's eye we desire or we feel called to do and so I have you know, wrestled with that um, in previous years all the time, just comparing myself to others and looking at someone thinking they do whatever it is better than I, those types of things. Um, more, more recently in the present, I would say a bit, a bit less often, but, you know, there's a rhyme and a reason to that. I'm, I'm doing certain things that we can talk about that helps me work through that, but I can emphatically say that I have dealt with the doubt, the fear um, of, of feeling inadequate in the moment. I so appreciate how, uh, and you know that I wrote a book in 2019 called Fearless Conversations with yes. the Limitless God. Mm-hmm. And we really, our stories so connect. I love, I, I anticipated and being so excited about us talking tonight because mm-hmm. I just, in my spirit, I just feel how we have such paths that have crossed back and forth in our awareness and our understanding and our journeys. And we, in Fearless Conversations with a Limitless God, absolutely walk through how fear is meant to be just a signal. It's supposed to be a response Mm -hmm. signal, not our residence. Mm -hmm. And so often because of our past experiences, we sometimes will allow ourselves to sit in that place Mm -hmm. of fear and allow us to actually unpack and state like move in <laughs> and that and that has never been what we were called to do how we were wired to be and so it's an opportunity for us to begin to think about if if you are struggling with doubt if you are feeling stuck in fear Mm-hmm. Beginning to recognize that there are things that you can do that that does not have to become who you are. It is simply a response to tell you to become more aware. Yeah. And I am excited about how we're going to continue to unpack mm-hmm. how you actually overcame those thoughts of doubt, because I know I still struggle with them. And if anyone is going to be authentic 
and transparent and vulnerable, mm-hmm. we, we need to be willing to admit yeah. that doubt is a part of the journey itself. So when we come back from the break that we're getting ready to take in a few moments, Mm -hmm. I want us to begin to unpack what are you doing Mm -hmm. to overcome those moments of doubt? And I'm sure there are many that will benefit from your wisdom and your experiences. But as we prepare to get ready to go on a break, uh, Trinace, we have been talking about growth. Mm-hmm. as a journey mm-hmm. and uh, as a company living strong has been doing monthly webinars that develop individuals around creating an intentional growth plan mm-hmm. and this month we are talking about law 9 within John Maxwell's the 15 invaluable laws of growth mm-hmm. and law 9 is the law of the ladder that We, at our character development, how high we go in our character development will absolutely determine the height that our personal growth can grow. Mm -hmm. And so when we come back from our commercial break, we're going to talk about how you have grown through doubt and gotten through your process of doing that. Uh, But I encourage those who are listening in to listen in for how to register for our upcoming growth webinar. It is, guess what, free. And it is every first Tuesday of the month. So the next one is July 6th. It is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it will absolutely be an intentional process that allows you as an individual to identify where you are on the ladder and where you want to get to with practical, intentional tools. So right after this break, we will come back and talk about talk with Dr. Trinace Richardson on her growth journey over doubt. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to learn how to remember your future? Introducing a brand new listening experience. The Whole in One. Life stories of love, wisdom, and truth with your host and guide, Sheila E. Hirine from Ireland. Join Sheila on this amazing journey of discovery as she interviews a menagerie of specially selected guests to help you to change the narrative of your life. It only takes one day to change your life. Tune in to Whole and One with Sheila Ihirai every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on your Voice America Empowerment Channel and learn how to tell yourself that different story. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life, so why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan 
for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Lakeside is a nonprofit organization located in southeastern Pennsylvania that provides trauma-informed educational and clinical services to 3,500 students per year from seven regional counties and 45 school districts. Lakeside has also become a statewide resource for trauma-informed and trauma-responsive care. Lakeside has provided training virtually and live to over 40,000 professionals who are dealing with trauma-impacted individuals in many of our systems of care. Currently, Lakeside's programs include four regional therapeutic schools, an in-school district counseling program with 60 counselors, a school-focused neurologic initiative, which helps teachers learn how to manage their classrooms in a trauma-informed way, and our Lakeside Global Institute, which provides workshops, intensive trauma training for professionals, and now a newly produced trauma-responsive training certification program for organizations that has been co-developed with Dr. Sandra Bloom. Most recently, Lakeside has developed a complementary video production division, which specializes in online trauma training for Lakeside and other organizations interested in providing trauma training. This has opened up new opportunities for Lakeside to expand its impact nationally and internationally. Find out more about Lakeside at lakesidelink.com. That's lakesidelink.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. If you are just joining in, I am having a transparent, vulnerable, but most importantly, authentic conversation with Dr. Trenace Richardson. She is sharing her journey and her heart. And we were just talking about overcoming doubt, that if anyone is being real, authentic, they must be willing to admit that doubt is a part of the story. So, Dr. Richardson, how have you overcome those moments of doubt? What have you done intentionally to get on the other side of that? Yeah, I thank you for that. I love how you just worded that because um, 
I have, and all of us have, I believe, because we're still here, we have overcome moments of doubt. So we all have lessons to share about how we've done it. But because it's a journey and a process, I'll say that I'm always learning and growing um, as it relates to what I can do and implement to overcome doubt uh, throughout my life. And so from this point uh, so far, um, some of the things I've recognized is that um, from past experience, I can't necessarily control when the questions or the fear or the doubt comes, right? I really can't necessarily control when it visits. But I think before the break, you alluded to this, and I love this, that dwelling on doubt or allowing doubt to dwell paralyzes us. And if you've ever recognized uh, yourself and, and could describe yourself as feeling stuck, it's probably related to some fear or some doubt or some lack of, of being willing to take a risk or be vulnerable and, and just take a risk and, and, and step out there. Typically, that's when that feeling of paralyzation and, and stuck comes, right? And so I have recognized for myself, I remind myself that I don't necessarily have to have the self-confidence in this moment. I don't because my gifts, my talents, my abilities, I didn't give them to myself. They aren't self-given. They aren't self-endowed. And so I have the opportunity in those moments to surrender and release all of what I'm feeling to, uh, for me, I can sp only speak for me, a God that is bigger than me. So I can let go of the expectation that I have to have it together. And for me, releasing that uh, that expectation releases me performing for people or trying to practice perfection in that moment. It really just allows me the opportunity to fully rely on God. That sense of humility, that sense of, of dependence on God kind of eases my my nerves just a bit because, you know, I, I think you and I referenced something, you referenced about this, about the radio show, show earlier, that then I get to say, this is all about you guys. So I don't, I don't, I release all of this. If, if you want this to go well, you're going to endow me with the strength and the courage it takes to make it happen. And then I realized, as we said earlier, my fears are just that indicator. It's an opportunity for me to be vulnerable. So I've just begun practicing that, working that muscle. It is never easy. It is never easy, but it is always worth it to practice that muscle of reliance and dependability on, I believe, a strength and a power that's bigger than me. Um, and because these are, for me, these are God-given abilities and talents. And so, and then the last thing I'll say is, I, I just pray, I continue to pray and hope that what I'm sharing, what I'm conveying, what I'm practicing is a blessing to somebody else. And so I really want what I'm doing to, to reach someone and it can't reach them if I don't let it go and give it out. So you said a whole <laughs> word. I'm telling you, as yeah. you were laying that out, key words 
resonated with me and struck me. The very first thing that I heard you share that I think so many people really need to listen and lean in on is that we can't control or stop the doubt from showing up. I think people so often are just like, I don't even want it to show up. We can't control or stop emotions or responses. We, we can't stop them from showing up, but we absolutely can control how long they stay. Yes. And, and it's recognizing what are you doing in your practices that allow your muscles to grow, that, there, that it, the amount of time that the doubt has real estate in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, the stronger your muscles become, the, the shorter that time is. And then the second thing that you shared that, again, struck me to my core, and I think it will resonate with others, is that this is not about perfection and performance. If this, those two, those two words alone will paralyze people. Mm-hmm. And being able to get to a place of recognizing this isn't about me being perfect. This is about me being purposeful, mm-hmm. intentional, and walking out the gifts that have been given to me that I didn't cultivate. So I don't have to worry about being perfect in them, but I do have to focus on being intentional and here that word is authentic in them. Mm -hmm. And I'm dying to, to get your definition on what is authenticity to you and how do you practice it on a daily basis? Yeah. Ooh, we're getting down we're dirty. Get, now. We're getting we're getting into it now. <laughs> the nitty-gritty. Um, okay, so this is uh, you know, textbook de- book, dictionary definitions are wonderful, genuine, real. You can look those up. But this is um my version <laughs> of a definition that has really worked for me that authenticity is a state of being, first of all, and and not I'm already done. It's literally a state of being and continually becoming fully me. And I love the word fully because usually when we are not feeling all of ourselves or feeling that genuine realness of who we are, it's because we're on empty. It's because we're feeling voids and gaps and we're stressed out and we've given so much of ourselves to other people. We've done that performance and and tried to be perfect for everyone else that we haven't really tapped in um, to ourselves and been poured into in a healthy way. And so it's the state of being fully me, fully me, um, because I am clear and becoming, still being, becoming clear about who I am, what I'm created to do, and how I move in the world. And so for me, those three things are a continual process. I'm always opening up. Um, I love the analogy of a lotus flower. Um, A lotus, it is 
it is planted in and grows in the mud. Um, but as, as it blossoms and opens up, it becomes more and more beautiful. So out of mess comes this wonderful ministry of this flower. And so for me, becoming who I am, what I am created to do, and how I move in the world, I continually get to know that about myself because I am intent on being fully me. And uh, I've used this um, in a couple of the posts about a sharing today that I believe that there is a level of alignment that has to take place. And it comes as we get to know ourselves better. And just think about it. There are some of us, you ask us, you know, who we are and we pause you ask us what we love to do and we pause. You ask us what we do for our kids or who we are to other people. We can answer that easily, you know, uh, what roles we play for other people. But when it comes to knowing who we are, that is so important. And so some of the things that I've done to practice um, becoming fully me and knowing, being fully aware of who I am, uh, what I'm created to do and how I move in the world is one of them is journaling. I absolutely love to journal about me. <laughs> and, I, you know, I love all of the ways in which we talk about and we are other things to other people. But I got clarity about being light and being a bridge because I sat and wrote, you know, what do I need to pour into myself? I need, there are some loving, affirming thoughts I need to give myself in this moment. There are some things I need to reflect on about my life. And as I've journaled, um, I founded an organization called Real Women Rock, and we host sister circles as we have talked with each other in those sister circles. Um, and it's a safe space where I can, I can just say my thoughts and not worry about being judged. Um, so finding a safe space to share and then creating my, for myself a journal of my own words, my own thoughts, and my own feelings has helped me move toward authenticity. Wow. You know, I, I've just, <laughs> I, I have to pause. There was so much there. It was so much there. Yeah. The, one of the very first things that struck me in your definition of being authentic mm -hmm. is the word full. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about in our growth sessions, we talk about the difference between being a success mm. and and being walking out your full potential. Mm -hmm. So success is often about you measuring yourself against someone or something else. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we're walking in excellence, that's you becoming your fullest potential. Yes. And if you are pursuing excellence mm -hmm. in walking out your fullest potential, success will come. Yes. It, it will show up in your space. And it, it just so many things connect back to what we shared earlier mm -hmm. in that if I'm more focused on walking out my fullest potential, mm -hmm. I can also release perfectionism yes. and performing for people yes. because I'm really just focused on becoming and being able to be clear mm 
I love that word. Mm-hmm. How you explain becoming clear on who I am and being able to articulate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many people as a coach, and I know you coach and instruct and train others, mm-hmm. being able to ask that question and people actually answer it without needing to pull back and go to a retreat in order <laughs> to find that out. But we're all here with the with an assignment. And when we come back from our next break, I'm looking forward to you unpacking as an influencer. I always want to talk about because this is about the flip side of a story. So we have to recognize that this was your is your definition of authenticity. But what as an influencer, have you experienced when you weren't there yet and you were walking in a space of being inauthentic? Mm -hmm. So when we come back from our next break, I want you to uh, go back to that lotus flower and Mm -hmm. recognizing we all, in many people's stories, we're coming from a place of a mess. Mm -hmm. It's muddy. Mm-hmm. It might be dirty, but we're coming out of that place and becoming yeah. our truest, authentic selves. And it just reminds me again of our, in the next commercial break, you're going to hear our commercial. Again, talking about our first Tuesday's webinars, mm-hmm. where this uh, coming first Tuesday July 6th, that's 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are talking about being uh, on a ladder of growth. Mm -hmm. Not just about success, but building character. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it so aligns with our conversation of being authentic. And there is a quote that we use in preparing for this webinar that, you know, the things we want don't roll downhill mm-hmm. to us. We actually have to climb Ooh. to them mm-hmm. and be willing to climb out of the pit, out of the thing that's distracting or holding you back. And as you share, feeling stuck. And so I encourage as we get ready for this break for you to log into livingstrongllc.com to register for our next webinar and the opportunity to grow in your ladder and build your character. Mm -hmm. So after this next break, we will come back and talk with Dr. Trinace Richardson on both the authentic and the inauthentic experience. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life. So why not grab every moment you can? To grow. Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. 
we're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. Lakeside is a nonprofit organization located in southeastern Pennsylvania that provides trauma-informed educational and clinical services to 3,500 students per year from seven regional counties and 45 school districts. Lakeside has also become a statewide resource for trauma-informed and trauma-responsive care. Lakeside has provided training virtually and live to over 40,000 professionals who are dealing with trauma-impacted individuals in many of our systems of care. Currently, Lakeside's programs include four regional therapeutic schools, an in-school district counseling program with 60 counselors, a school-focused neurologic initiative, which helps teachers learn how to manage their classrooms in a trauma-informed way, and our Lakeside Global Institute, which provides workshops, intensive trauma training for professionals, and now a newly produced trauma-responsive training certification program for organizations that has been co-developed with Dr. Sandra Bloom. Most recently, Lakeside has developed a complementary video production division, which specializes in online trauma training for Lakeside and other organizations interested in providing trauma training. This has opened up new opportunities for Lakeside to expand its impact nationally and internationally. Find out more about Lakeside at lakesidelink.com. That's lakesidelink.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Veerdra Jackson, and I have been having a ball talking with my guest co-host this week, Dr. Trenace Richardson. And she has been transparent. She has been honest. She has broken down what it means in her words, in her language, to be authentic. And now we're going to unpack and give her space to be transparent as a leader and as an influencer. There are both sides of this. So she's explained her space of being authentic. I'm curious, have you ever been inauthentic? And can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, And, you know, I believe that hopefully many of us will be able to relate. Um, I will start with the fact that where I started in my childhood growing up in church, the idea that um, in a Pentecostal church, (laughs) it's only you and yours that are making it into the pearly gates. (laughs) So so anyone else outside of you and yours 
um, you know, there's a, a judgment, a level of judgment or condemnation that I, that was exampled and modeled before me that I took as a norm, as a practice. And so not really understanding who I was, I really took on the persona, the actions, the, the sentiments of those around me. And um, and there was a question from one of our folks in in the chats to ask if in that moment of being inauthentic, whether I knew it or not, did I was I aware of my inauthenticity? And I would say in those moments when in that formative process, perhaps not. But I always felt like there was something wrong with this picture. Like, I think we have. And in our core of cores, in our inner gut, in our inner knower, as the older people would say, I believe we have questions that we may be afraid to articulate out loud because of our surroundings or our influences. And so for me, I did have questions, but I took what was shared around me with me as the law in, in that moment. What that carried over into in my personal life and in my young adult and adult life was being um, who any who anyone needed me to be at the moment. I was an overachiever, not because I wanted success, but because I really thought success was what would make me acceptable and appreciated in society, um, in whatever circles I found myself in. And if you needed the homegirl, I would be the homegirl. If you needed the sophisticated girl, I would be the sophisticated girl. What? And I use this example all the time. My mother, we grew up in, in Sunday go to meeting clothes and so I had ruffles and pink and patent leather shoes and patent leather purse I don't like any of that stuff but I know that about me now and so (laughs) so there were things about me in in that part of my life that really um, were because of my environment and my influence and the last thing I'll say is as a leader and as an influencer, what ended up happening was I I carried that over into how I led and poured out to people. And so a leader, in my mind, is not supposed to show that they're tired, that they're frustrated, Mm. that they make mistakes, that, you know, and I'm just going to really go here, right? So um, that they curse, that they drink wine, that they, you know, and so there are these performances that we put on with people and we cannot live up to it because I could not live up to it because at some point I was exhausted and my husband ended up getting the, the last of me, the crumbs of me, wherein ministry and business and, and work, all of those people got the best of me and I was left with just a little bit left and and I was selfish and I was angry, I was empty, I was stressed out. All of those things come from us not really understanding who we are fully at our core and pouring into that person, giving that, giving, I wasn't giving the woman in me what she needs. And so I can totally relate to being inauthentic as a woman, um, as a young adult, as a woman, and then as a leader and an influencer. Um, And it, and I guess I'm sure we'll get to it, but it, It really does take a whole lot of work to stop being what people expect you to be because 
there are, um, just as there are costs to being inauthentic, when it's time for you to move into the space of authenticity, it does cost you as well. So, mm. yeah. And you know what? I'd love for us to jump right into that mm -hmm. because you've explained the cost of being inauthentic, mm -hmm. but how would you describe the, the cost, the transition? So what is your life now? Mm -hmm. And how do you stay in balance and how did you get like what was the flip for you yeah so i love this flip side <laughs> i love it um so really i call it coming to the basement of my emotional floor i was really at rock bottom for me what it looked like for me i was depressed my husband was looking up how to help a depressed spouse um, ministry had totally depleted me. I was trying to please everybody around me, but those whom I love the most that were closest to me. And it was in those moments that I just really cried out to God, you know, help me figure this out. And I had to make some drastic changes in my life. I had to um, get out of full-time ministry. It's not for everybody. It is a lot, a lot to be in full-time ministry. And so um, I had to get out of full-time ministry so that I could spend some time focused on my family, which is my first ministry. And so uh, that was one way. And then I also started Real Women because what I needed was a safe space to be me. I needed to say, put the title aside, put the position aside and be in this space. Now the cost or the result of me starting this wonderful organization where I am around these women who accept me for who I am and vice versa is that some folks still expect you to perform. <laughs> some, some folks still expect perfection or whatever their version of perfection is. And so the cost or the, the result of my life now in alignment, feeling as if I am in the process of being fully me. I'm learning more and more every day about who I am, who I'm created to be, and how I move in the world. I don't please everybody, <laughs> Dr. Jackson. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Everybody does not, um, does not end up being pleased with me. But here's the catch, right? I would rather be okay with me. <laughs> I would rather be okay Say with it. me then have everyone else okay with me and I live a, a depleted, depressed life. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that at the at the very core of that, being okay with me as opposed to compromising that and making sure everyone else is okay and I'm not showing up for me and my yeah. calling. Yeah. That is powerful. I, I cannot believe how fast an hour goes. I, I should be, I shouldn't be shocked, but I am. When you get a chance to talk with someone who clearly, I just have loved this conversation, mm -hmm. but we're down to our last few minutes and I would love for you to think about someone who is listening right now and they have been behind those masks. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to do two things. Mm -hmm. One, what advice would you give them and what can they, how can they follow you and find out what you're doing right now? 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll make this quick. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I'm, I feel you, uh, sister or brother, who is out there and just really trying to get in the space of authenticity and dwell there. And so I would ask that you analyze and reflect on your choices that you make every day. Ask yourself just a few questions. I'm going to categorize them for you and you can journal them. You can um, think about them, reflect on them. But when you when it comes to the choices that you're making for yourself every day, asking yourself origin questions, where did this choice come from? Is this is this a choice I'm making or was this passed down to me? Asking yourself um, obstacle questions. In doing this, is this hindering me from something that I really want to do? And then um, outcome questions. Is this going to get me to the place that I want to be in life ultimately when I make this choice? And I think as we move day by day um, that we would ask ourselves those questions and journal, reflect on them, um, unpack who we are every single day that we get closer to authenticity. You can reach all things about me at trinacerichardson.com. Um, there you'll find my Leading with Soul community of women leaders, Real Women Rock, the safe space uh, that we create in sister circles. I'm a yoga instructor, finally found that part of me that I love. I'm a preacher, a singer, and a speaker, and all of that information is there for you at trinacerichardson.com. And in closing, we have just a minute or two left. Um, can you, in a minute, I know this is mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about Leading with Soul. Yes. So Leading with Soul is for women leaders, women current or aspiring women leaders who um, endeavor to lead with authenticity vulnerability and empathy. And we walk you through a 12 month process of our framework, our leading with soul pillars. And we meet with you one-on-one, -on -one. we meet with you weekly and monthly. So I'm sure you are not confused on why I asked this woman to be in this space and to have a flip side conversation with us today. This has been a powerful moment where she has been able to give us her definition of authenticity that starts with you being willing to be fully you, mm -hmm. to be clear about that and to recognize that it's okay for you to accept you and to not get paralyzed by perfection and performance, and that the gifts you have are, they come from what we believe a God that is bigger than us, mm -hmm. and therefore it doesn't rest on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Thank you, my sister. You have been a part of our flip side story, and we have been blessed and encouraged. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Dr. Virja Jackson, and you have been listening to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Virja Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time 
and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.